The Great American Bash taking place at the CWC Center in Orlando, Florida. Welcome in to Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. I'm Jonathan Hood. As we review the Great American Bash on the USA Network for NXT. Well, NXT provided what I expected. And you just heard the closing moments of the main event. A grudge match between Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. They can wrestle 10 times for me. I'll never get tired of that matchup. You know why? Because there's a story there from their time with the Undisputed Era. I really like that group, that faction. I know they lasted a while in NXT. It's too bad that they're broken up. But, you know, I think that NXT in some ways has positioned Kyle O'Reilly as the Arn Anderson of the group. When Arn Anderson and Ric Flair took on one another in the mid-90s, I never felt that Arn Anderson was better than Ric Flair, but there was a decent enough story where I say, you know, this is very unique. With these two, I think that NXT in some ways has painted Kyle O'Reilly as that underdog, like he can't get past Adam Cole on a regular basis, even though we saw Kyle O'Reilly win one of the matches against Adam Cole. I just think that the matchup is terrific. It's what we saw in ROH, and it's what we see here in the NXT. So hats off to both guys as they close out the Great American Bash. I'm sure the late Dusty Rhodes is looking down and really enjoyed that matchup. And speaking of the Great American Bash, have you ever been to a Great American Bash? I did when it came to Chicago in the 80s with Jim Crocker Promotions. And that name, Great American Bash, really is seared in my brain as a longtime wrestling fan. Because even though sometimes Great American Bash didn't work out in some cities, um, I remember Dusty trying to send it to you know, college football stadiums and trying to put it in baseball stadiums like the Phillies Veteran Stadium and trying to take it to other places like in Pittsburgh where the Pirates used to play, the Liberty uh, Stadium in Memphis. You know, it didn't draw very well. But I understood where Dusty was coming from because just like we see WrestleMania today, he felt that Jim Crocker Promotions should be on that same level in the NWA where they could be able to draw you know, draw in stadiums in a big way. Unfortunately, the NWA only drew in the South as far as big stadiums uh, in Charlotte because that really was the home base, the Mid-Atlantic area. But I understood where Dusty was coming from in that regard because he was thinking the Great American Bash, we have these tours in the summer and we go from all these different towns up and down the eastern seaboard and in the south and in the Midwest trying to be able to get traction, trying to uh, get more people to watch the NWA product. And again, the idea was good. The execution was not. Uh, more times than not, the NWA was just you know drowning in money because they were paying country music singers like David Allen Cole and others um, to be part of the show. But the Great American Bash is always going to be special to me. And so I'm glad Triple H keeps that name alive because it meant so much to so many people. And this card on Tuesday night was pretty strong. What about the million-dollar title match? I, I thought that that was extra special too. L.A. Knight, the million-dollar champion, and the guy that's going to the moon, you know him, Cameron Grimes, who goes from... A heel to a, a baby face that many of those people in the CWC really respect. Interesting finish to this one.
is one step ahead of the night. Nasty landing by Grimes. It was accidental! Three. I don't think the referee saw it! Oh. Referee did not see it! Referee is at five! And Cameron Grimes can't get the count! Cameron Grimes is going to become the personal butler to LA Knight! Referee is at eight! Oh. Referee at two seconds! Is the referee is at eight! Grimes turned around and put the count! LA Knight is shot! So the million dollar championships on the line. The, sp the stipulation was if Cameron Grimes loses, he becomes a butler for L.A. Knight. Old school, as old as the hills stipulation. It's not. It's not. I've, <laughs> I've seen this many times, and now we'll see what Cameron Grimes is like as the butler, as the guy that's going to take care of L.A. Knight. I'm going to say something about L.A. Knight, and you're going to hate me after I say this. Because you won't be able to unhear this after I tell you. Do you realize that L.A. Knight, the old Eli Drake, his promo is a combination of Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock? Yes, I said it. L.A. Knight's promo. Listen to the way he speaks. It's Stone Cold and The Rock at the same time. Now, when you hear this promo, I want you to hit me up at Wrestling TWT and tell me you don't hear that. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to copy two of the best of the 90s, the guys that made the most box office because uh, primarily because of their promo skills, you want to take from those two. So I get that, but I just want you to know that that's what it sounds like to me. Listen to it, and you tell me if I'm right or wrong. The momentum of Carter. Oh! Oh! Trying to block those blows from Jumper. Jumper just one step ahead, ripping the arms down and blasting Carter on the jaw. Slapping himself, firing himself back up. You will not see many men go toe to toe with Tommaso Ciampa and take him down, grab him. Carter on top of Champa. Champa throws Carter off, catches Carter with the right foot. Carter staggering. Champa picking up speed, but Champa momentum stop. Tag leaves legal. MSK needed to write some new pages in their playbook, and it's effective. There comes Champa again, leading and realize it. Or excuse me, Thatcher running interference, helping Champa. Oh no! It's like MSK does the sides of their own here. Champa's down. Thatcher's rocked. Wesley! Looks like he's taking care of Toothless Timmy as Lee is legal. Thatcher has no idea where he is. And Lee's got a block. Lee tried everything he can to 
keep his momentum low to not get lifted, to not get planted. Again, counter, shoulders down, and a kick out. Well, how wow. impressive has this resilient spin from MSK, a totally new side of this tag team. And now Champa making the tag out, Thatcher tagging in, and Thatcher looking to physically dissect now. Lee, oh, Lee again able to kick his way free. Once again, Dave, Thatcher goes for a little bit, Carter Whoa. looking for an impact here. And again, looking for a submission, Thatcher trying to ground down Carter. Thatcher loves the sound of snap, ligaments and broken bones, just gets rocked into a tag. Champa is legal. Timothy Thatcher fortuitously falling into his own corner when a fresher man, Tommaso Ciampa, was waiting. And Ciampa is waiting all as he ever. And now, what's on Ciampa's mind? Carter! Carter trying to wiggle free! Ciampa trying to hold on. Oh! Swing and a miss. Wait a minute. Oh! Tag! Lee is legal! MSK! So MSK, they go over on Thatcher, and uh, I really like this matchup. I like this matchup a lot um, because I'm watching this and I'm saying, wow, Tommaso Ciampa as well as Thatcher are a very good veteran tag team. And if you're trying to push MSK to the moon, which is clearly what this company is doing, by winning the Dusty Cup at one point, now they're the NXT Tag Team Champions. And to take on this grizzled team of Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa, pretty good. And I again, I like Ciampa and Thatcher as a tag team because it reminds me of an old school tag team. No nonsense tag team, really aggressive. You know, they, their stuff looks really good. And for them to put over those young kids, that says a lot for MSK. Says a lot for them. Uh, that was the second best match on the card for me. The main event with Adam Cole, um, I thought that that was the best match for uh, for the NXT Great American Bash. I mean, you just love the Cole O'Reilly combination when they're in the ring. But I thought this was the second best match, and possibly the best match MSK has been in. I have not bought into the MSK hype just as of yet because they're just a, a young tag team. Um, they are not, they are not distinguishable to me. I mean, I've seen a lot of tag teams that can move fast in the ring. I know that they've got hops and I know that, you know, they, they are very good. I want to see more of them though, but I think taking on a team like those veterans, uh, and Ciampa and Thatcher is good for the resume and really gives them a, a leg up, you know, makes them uh, almost le legitimate. Uh, to me, when I saw that matchup, I said, well, MSK comes across as the underdogs to me. 
and just the promo uh, for the couple of weeks leading into the matchup, I thought was very solid as well. As you've heard me say before, you know, when it comes to NXT, I, I don't have a problem with their matches. There might be a finish or two. You're like, oh, that's kind of strange. But, I mean, this is a roll-up, um, a, a quick one, two, three on Thatcher. I got no problem with that. But my whole issue with NXT always is story and, and being able to really hone in on having better storylines. And, and so the matches are solid, as always. I really have very few complaints on big big events. Now, this is like um, the NXT show, but again, with a little bit more of a flourish, a little bit more spice to it because it's a Great American Bash and there's titles on the line and all that. There was a women's tag team title change as well uh, that took place. Um, and one of the most... <laughs> Actually, one of the most uh, uh, strangest returns in t- was it Tegan Knox? Is that who just who came out being out for a year? Uh, I was like, when she came to the ramp, I said, "Who is that?" I had no idea who that was. Um, but it's just about story, right? And so I like what I saw there from the Great American Bash. I think it's a very solid show. And now we'll see what happens. Uh, I saw the face to face with Gargano and Karrion Cross. Uh, with Mr. Regal and Samoa Joe in the ring. You know, Samoa Joe with that suit, he looks menacing. It makes me think that he's going to get back in the ring again at some point. At least, if you're a Samoa Joe fan, that's the hope, right? was a commentator for the WWE for a while, and I know he had some injury issues, but that guy, hopefully, if he's healthy, that guy should be in the ring because he's a killer. Go to YouTube or go to Twitter and find... I saw like a seven to eight minute montage of Samoa Joe's finishes in matches at TNA. He took on the best of the best, and there was a guy that was unstoppable when he was in TNA. And with the WWE, he's had some moments for sure, but I still think that he has a lot more to give. And uh, for him to return to the WWE, clearly the deal with um, AEW or other places probably wasn't uh, suitable for him. But man, that guy, it just left to his own devices, can be able to be a major star uh, for the WWE, someone that the fans can get behind because this uh, company's bereft of quality baby faces. I don't care if it's NXT, Raw, or SmackDown. Uh, there's a really a dire need to be able to create more baby faces in this company, and Samoa Joe definitely is that. So hats off to those that got a chance to uh, participate and be part of the Great American Bash. Again, not surprising that NXT comes through with another solid show. Now let's see how the storylines develop. I'll say this one other thing for Karrion Cross. You know, just like Raquel Gonzalez and Karrion Cross, you can see that there is a change, a transition with NXT. And so when I'm watching this show, I'm saying, okay, you got a couple of young champions that have to find their way to be able to get over. And Karrion Cross, he was in that five ways we documented uh, in previous podcasts. It's fine. It's fine, but again, we want to see whether or not he can be able to take it to another level. Uh, Karrion Cross is the champion, but Adam Cole is the best wrestler in NXT. You know, um, when we see Raquel Gonzalez, Ra- Raquel Gonzalez is, you know, again, uh, a big champion, uh, still very green in some places, but I mean, like, there's a number of wrestlers, female wrestlers in that company um, that are better than Raquel Gonzalez. So I think in both cases, the belts are making the champions more so than champions making the titles. So um, we'll, just, we'll continue to watch NXT and see how it develops. But And also, I want to point this out too, this one last thing. And that is regarding the story that we've heard from several publications that 
Vince McMahon went to Orlando, went to NXT or the Performance Center to try to look for talent. And boy, that says a lot, right? That he actually is going to take time out of his schedule to find and, and cherry pick certain talent that he wants on Raw and SmackDown. Which goes to the reports also that Vince McMahon believes that the shows are kind of stale. Well, from my standpoint, it's not about ratings. We have the Olympics, we've got the NBA Finals, we just finished up the Stanley Cup Championship. So it's the summer. The numbers are never going to be solid in the summer anyway. So when you get to the fall in August and going into September, October, now you're looking to see how you fare against primetime television or other shows or other sports that are on. So when I continue to read these reports about, oh, Raw is the lowest it's ever been, and oh, SmackDown was low, or NXT wasn't good, or there's or there's AEW that was in the 800,000, like, I don't care about that. I will retweet it for your um, public consumption on Wrestling TWT, but we are busy, man. We are all in the summer, and if we're DVRing shows, we get to it, we get to it. But it's not like it's always appointment television for everybody. For some, like you and I, possibly. But for others, it's like, okay, you know, unless it's something interesting or unless it's a pay-per-view, maybe I can pass this week. Maybe we're going to be out to dinner. Maybe we're going to be out doing whatever because it is the summertime. And it's like that for wrestling all the time. It's It's been like that for 20-plus years where the numbers are not as strong as they would be in the fall and the winter and some of the spring. So I don't worry about that, but I I find it fascinating that Vince McMahon was looking for talent. Who, who was he looking for? Um, and if he has a problem with his Raw and SmackDown rosters, then he can look in the mirror, just like he told Brett to look in the mirror after Brett screwed Brett. He can look in the mirror also because if the... Um, if the show is flat or if he feels the show doesn't have enough energy to it, once they get back into arenas, that will tell a great story because being in that sterile Tampa building that they've been in and being at the um, Thunderdome doesn't tell you anything. It hasn't told you a story in 13, 14, 15 months. It's just screens. I was on a screen. Did you know that, by the way? You know, I was on SmackDown like two weeks ago. That was kind of an interesting experience. I got to talk to you, but I got to talk to you about that one day. Um, but yeah, so it's a sterile environment. Once you get in front of a live crowd and they continue to promote these tickets for SummerSlam in Las Vegas and some of these house shows that they're going to have around the country, they'll tell you a story. I I, I will say again, for Vince to go to the performance center to look for talent says a lot about his inability to focus on everything in his company. If I'm running a company, I got to know what's going on in NXT. And now he's going to go look for talent. Well, you got talent in both rosters. You don't do anything with them. There's not one star outside of Roman Reigns that you that is a must-see in that company. That says a lot for the WWE. That's a must-see. I mean, you could say, I like Kevin Owens, or I like Bianca Belair, or I like Bayley. Or like, but as far as must-see, to see them in the ring to entertain you, outside of Roman Reigns, you'd be hard-pressed to find that person. So... That's a that's a WWE problem. But as far as NXT, they've always been steady. They've never been or horrible. Always been steady or great. And right now, they're going to transition. I'm, I'm looking right now at the replay of this uh, Karrion Cross Johnny Gargano promo. Joe! 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 Yeah, I love it! I love it! That's great! I'll see you next week. Uh, uh, and actually, Cross... 
it's funny you mentioned my wife's pants, considering you couldn't lace my wife's boots. You know, why wait till next week? face-to-face -face with uh, Samoa Joe stopping Kieran Cross from going after Johnny Gargano. Just that face-to-face -face looks good. With Regal looking in the background, <laughs> that looks like money. That was like a money poster right there. Kieran Cross comes down with that scary, you know, that scary look with, Scar with Scarlet, and now he's dressed in just a regular black suit. It's a, it's, it's an interesting metamorphosis I'm seeing from Kieran Cross, the challenger, to the champion. So we'll keep our eyes on that. I'm just looking at Joe looking face-to-face -to, -face to Karen Cross. At one point, Joe's just going to explode, put those trunks back on. It'll be fun to watch. As always, I appreciate your support. Just tell people that Jonathan Hood Talks Wrestling. It's Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. You can find it on the ESPN Chicago app. If you're listening to the ESPN Chicago app, thanks so much for your support. Same thing with... Um, Spotify and SoundCloud and Stitcher and wherever you get your podcast. Thanks so much for downloading Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. Need your support. Uh, we want to continue to grow this podcast and we just want to give you a little something different on this podcast than others as far as opinion, sound, and uh, perspective from the past and tie it to the present. I'm Jonathan Hood. Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. Follow along on Twitter at WrestlingTWT.